Welcome back to Ways to Love Your Money. I'm Elizabeth Dawson, and today I'm going to have my co-host here, Miss Katie Steck, and we're going to talk about what the 30-something group, that generation, what their goals are, what they're thinking about, what's important to them. I want to thank all of our listeners and people watching our show as well, and uh, you know, please give us some comments or questions and uh, down below, and we can basically have those on our next show, and we'll answer them for you. All right, well, we have Katie here. Katie's with me. She's my cohort and everything that I do pretty much here at the practice. And, you know, we're having her part of the show more and more. And I think it's great to have you here. Thank you. I'm yeah. happy to be here. Good, good. Well, I know when we were just talking offline, you were saying that you really wanted to talk about what your generation, the 30-something group, um, what their goals are, because they're different than the 40-something, the 50-something, mm -hmm. or the 60-something. But maybe to kind of just engage with them, what's, what's on their mind? What are they thinking about? I think it's kind of an interesting time for people my age right now because I think everybody's in such different places. I've got friends I went to college with who are traveling abroad all mm. the time. They're teaching out of the country, have obviously very different goals than sure. me, who bought my first home not a couple of years ago, thinking about what that next step is. Mm -hmm. I've got people who are buying their second, more permanent home, um, starting families, thinking a lot more long term. So. Um, I think when it comes to to just people our age, it's, it, that's why what we do is so goal-based, right? Mm -hmm. because, um, because everybody's goals are so different, and I think that's very true of people my age right now. Well, and Katie, you know, you're originally from Wisconsin, so you've mm -hmm. got those Midwest values, you know, and, and I think that maybe is there is there a connection to certain goal paths that people have? Like maybe we're from the Midwest versus, let's say, California. Do you see kind of a segregation in that? I definitely do I mean I see it everywhere but I do think there's a lot more people my age in the Midwest who are really at that point where they're settling down mm. they're starting families they've been married for a few years huh. they're looking at buying that like long-term permanent home maybe mm -hmm. they bought a starter home already or maybe they're just jumping into their first home but it's it's a more permanent situation for them but at the same time I think that I have a handful of people I know who are still in that travel just thinking about myself, but obviously they have mm. goals too. They're just mm -hmm. different um, and changing all the time. But I definitely see that more long-term um, settling down a little bit more mm -hmm. in the Midwest than you see out here. I think you have a lot of people. Mm -hmm. It probably comes from everything just being so expensive right? Well, <laughs> out here that people are definitely still more in that, sure. um, what do I even want to do? for a living for the rest of my life, I think I see more out here. <laughs> well, I think even prior to the shutdown in March, right, I think that we were talking to some people that were younger and it was all about the experience, mm -hmm. right? And right now you can't really have that total experience. Um, and and uh, I, I, I just want to kind of drill down a little bit more on one thing that you had said, where there may be starting to transition from being kind of selfish yeah. to being yeah. more, you know, more outgoing and thinking about others mm -hmm. because yeah, it's a transition in their life long term thinking more long term more thinking who do i want to be with where do i want to be mm -hmm. am i ready to plan for a family and mm -hmm. what that looks like mm -hmm. yeah for sure so would you say like the mix of people that you know it's all across the board or yeah. there's still some that are a little bit more yeah definitely structured um, i know somebody who has been um, teaching english as a second language in all over the world and i know he just came back to the U.S. as a little bit more permanent situation mm -hmm. for him, um, probably due to COVID and not mm. being able to do what he was doing. Sure. But, um, certainly my age and not 
looking to settle down, mm -hmm. what does it look like right now for mm -hmm. him? Do you think COVID's actually getting people to think differently now about what their real, you know, real important things on their mind, what's close to their heart, like you're saying a little bit more long-term, maybe mm -hmm. maturing people a little bit more? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Um, I think that it's kind of made people think more about um, what they've been doing might be fun, but is it sustainable? Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and maybe having to think a little bit more about mm -hmm. what can I do to make sure that I'm okay all the time, not just mm -hmm. while I have a job or what happens if I don't have a job. Mm -hmm. um, do you see like the 30 something group I mean we had a lady on the show which was wonderful at April House and she was saying gosh you know what I figured out about my relationship with money was you know in my 30s I was paying for my 20s <laughs> you know and are you seeing that amongst the 30 something generation still right now or do you, yeah. do you see kind of like that separation she was talking about credit cards and her relationship <laughs> with money and she had no perception of money and so she's like yes I had nothing to show for in my 30s because of all the things I did in my 20s. I mean, you're a totally different person. That's why that's not you, but it's kind of interesting to, you know, hear that. Yeah, um, you had mentioned that to me before, and I do think that's funny. Um, I think that for people my age, I think it's probably true, but probably haven't realized it yet. Mm -hmm. So I think we're just starting to get into our 30s right yeah. now. So, um, I'm so sure what do you more think? More that will come. Yeah, what do, you, what do you think the 30-something group wants? What do you think they want? Mm -hmm. I don't think that as many people my age want to have kids necessarily mm -hmm. or right away. Mm -hmm. um, might be or not be even on their mind yet. Mm -hmm. um, but then there are some that are and having mm -hmm. kids, second kids, third kids mm -hmm. already and definitely thinking um, paying for college and those mm -hmm. kinds of things mm -hmm. starting to come on their mind. So mm -hmm. I think that's what's so different about being like right kind of in between. Yeah. <laughs> is that there isn't a skull one size fits all or well, something like that. It was kind of funny because when I first came into this financial services industry, I mean, I was 28, 29 years of age, and I mean, I'd been saving for retirement because someone told me I had to. I didn't know anything about it, but when I was in my 30s, I wasn't thinking about retirement. Mm -hmm. You know, do you think that the demographic of the 30-year-old something, um, do you think they're thinking about retirement yet? I think they're thinking I should save for retirement, but no clear picture mm. because I mean, even when I think about it, it's so far out in the distance. Will it even happen? Mm -hmm. um, I think there is a lot more of that um, immediate gratification that it's so far away. Why plan? Why plan everything? for it now? Not, not don't plan for it, but mm -hmm. not going to put everything there when there's so much time in between and spending the money now and doing things now mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. traveling and seeing the world. I think there's a lot more people my age now that are like, I don't want to wait until retirement to yeah. do those things because yeah. who knows when that could be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, quality of life, I think, has a big mm -hmm. factor in everything that we choose to do. And maybe we saw our parents, they didn't they didn't mm -hmm. travel because they were sacrificing themselves for us, right? Right. Yeah, I think there's uh, a lot of that. Yeah, and I think even just the relationship with money is so different today than it was when I was 30, you know, 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, versus even when I was 40. But I think that when you start to creep into your 40s, all of a sudden you kind of wake up and go, oh, oh no, oh crap, <laughs> I gotta do something. You know, and gosh, if I, you know, how many times do we hear this that people say to us, uh, where were you 10 years ago? <laughs> well, we were right here. Yeah. We j you just weren't ready for us yet. Uh, and that's probably an honest statement, think, yeah, right? Very much, 
just not just not they weren't ready yet mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think that there's no moment when it's time to start planning but mm -hmm. you just have to be committed and want to really accomplish whatever those goals are yeah well, and the millennial group is getting older now, right? They're mm -hmm. get, they're starting to brush up against forties, you know, and pretty much our generation is going, oh my gosh, what are we gonna do with millennials? Well, millennials are our generation from you know fifteen <laughs> years ago, um, and and it's uh, it's kind of interesting because, do you think that people are more business owner minded? Do you think that they're thinking about real estate? Do you think that they're thinking about having liquidity? Are you know are they thinking about any, are they even thinking about an emergency fund? Or are they living a credit card life? What do you think? I have a feeling that they're living a credit card life, but I do see more and more people my age and people I see on mm -hmm. social media trying to do the business owner thing. Mm -hmm. like they want to have that flexible schedule mm -hmm. to do what they want when they want to do it. Mm -hmm. um, but that comes with a lot of risk. Mm -hmm. And um, but I do see that. I see that more and more. Mm -hmm. Every time I'm on social media, yeah. somebody pushing their new business. So what kind of businesses are you seeing from younger generation? A lot of generation? coaching businesses. A lot of coaching, yeah. coaching, um, personal growth coaching. Mm -hmm. I see a lot, a mm -hmm. lot of that. Well, and we've been doing financial coaching here for so long. Now we're starting to go through the money coaching process. Mm -hmm. But it's uh, it's the relationship with money, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, how detailed do we want to be? You know, yeah. how, how vulnerable do we want to get? And that's kind of difficult, mm -hmm. you know? Because I think that when we are young, we're thinking, gosh, well, I'm just making money. I can go spend it on whatever I want. Right. Well, sure you can. But you know, I remember that first realization, I think I was in my, in my early 30s, where I got a copy of my social security statement. And I, I encourage everyone to do this. Get a copy of your social security statement and look at all the earnings you ever made for all those years that you were working. I started working when I was 12 years old. I mean, I don't know how that happened. Can't do that today. But I was 12 <laughs> years old starting to work. And I literally had on each of these years, I'm like, oh, that's what my earnings say. That's what my, oh my God, where is it? Mm -hmm. I didn't have a penny to show for it. And it started to kind of wake up my senses mm -hmm. to that. And I think that when you get to your mid thirties, going towards your late thirties, if not close to your early forties, you start to kind of become more aware. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's coaching for everything, like you just said. I mean, we, we have people that are in real estate coaching, marketing mm -hmm. coaching. I mean, I'll, I mean, you, you name it, mm -hmm. it's out there. Yeah. But is it making a difference in their world? Only It's only what you put into it that'll make right. it, right? Mm -hmm. So it's very interesting because mom and dad aren't really there to take care of us anymore when we're in our 30s, right? right? And I mean, is there still some perception that mom and dad are there with some of your friends and things like that that you know? Um, not as much, mm -hmm. not as much at this point. I mean, I do have a friend who just moved back in with his parents, oh. with their whole family, but oh. with very specific goals to buy a home. Okay. So I think that's a little different than my That's dad a little difficult. Taking care. I have my 22-year-old son right now and his girlfriend <laughs> and my stepdaughter and everybody's in the house and we got three dogs and yeah. there's five of us and it's like, gosh, the house is big, but it could be bigger. You know, it's yeah. just, yeah, that's hard. Mm -hmm. That's hard. But they have very specific goals and a very specific timeline, so I'm really proud of them for making that decision because yeah. that's a tough one. Well, what do you think some of these goals are? What do you think the average goals are for the 30-something group, 30 to 40? Are they different between 30 and 35 than 35 to 40? Are they different? Yes, I think so. Um, my my in-laws are a little older than me. They, they have kids. They're in the later 30s, 40s, and definitely more um, settled, more consistent lifestyles, mm -hmm. um, kids in school, mm -hmm. businesses, just kind of going. 
Um, where, whereas I think people my age are still in that trying to feel more secure in what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But like I said, buying a buying a home, I think, mm-hmm. is always the first step of saying well, I'm ready to yeah. settle down and be somewhere a little more permanent. Yeah. <laughs> you and I always talk about the, the home, the first purchase of a home or even a second purchase of a home. It's the biggest financial decision you're going to make. Oh, yeah. You know, do you want to go it alone? Do you want to do it how mom and dad did it? They're all going to have different opinions. Mm-hmm. Or is it better to talk to a financial advisor of some kind to talk yeah. about that, to make sure that all your ducks are lined up in a row? Do you think yeah. that they're open to having those conversations now? I think they are. Mm-hmm. I do. I think um, I think there are still a lot of, of people my age who do go to mom and dad for, as the experts mm-hmm. um, when looking for advice. But um, I do think they're getting to a point where they're ready they feel like they have something to show for the work they've been doing and mm-hmm. they're ready to start That's talking great. to a professional. That's exciting. That's so, exciting. yeah, I think mm-hmm. it definitely depends. I'm not saying that's mm-hmm. for everybody, but yeah. yeah. Well, what else would you like to talk about, the 30-something, <laughs> you know, generation? You know, what what, what what would you give the listeners that are that are listening or watching the show? What would, what would be some steps, first steps that you would recommend, what, you know, to kind of get more awareness, you know, more awareness and more conscious of, you know, they have, you know, the world by, you know, by their, you know, control if they want it and they can do anything they want to do. It's very different when you have children, then they have to start school. A lot of 30-somethings right now do have children. They've now become school teachers. Mm-hmm. And how do they work and do that? I mean, oh I, I, I can't, I can't imagine. I mean, you have, you, you know, you have Alfie and you have, you know, you have sushi, your bird, and I mean, even you've brought your bird sushi into the office, which is hysterical, but, and I like him, but he's, you know, I love birds, but it's, I mean, you've got to be available for that, right? Yeah, I couldn't imagine having to actually yeah, do we, my job and focus on what somebody yeah, else is doing. We have several long. clients that have been on that, yeah. that place in their yeah. life right now where it's like, oh my gosh, what do you do? Well... Zoom has become a big factor, or online meetings and things mm-hmm. like that, which is helpful, but you can't do it all, right? No, yeah. you can't. I think whether you have kids or are still trying to figure out what you want to do for a living, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the first step is really just deciding what are those goals, what yeah. is most important. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, we see it all the time. If Every we day. Don't know, if you don't know what you're planning for, you're not really going to get anywhere. No. So no. it doesn't have to always be long-term retirement, but what do you want to accomplish, I think, is the most most important first step. Well, I want to kind of bring it down, too, because I think one of the first steps that people make, let's say in their 20s or 30s, is, or maybe they did it in their 20s and they're learning from it in their 30s, and it's their first biggest purchase is usually somewhere around college debt, mm-hmm. which they have no idea how that works, and buying a car. Yeah. And then incorporating credit cards in their life to balance their... Mm-hmm. their financial situation. Yeah, Would you agree rent. with that? Yeah. Paying rent. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're not so fortunate to be able to buy a home before they're 30, yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean, that lifestyle component, because everyone wants to be independent. Right. So going through it yourself, what would you say that were some of the best decisions you made, maybe some of the ones to avoid? Um, I think one of the best decisions that we've made is not over committing to a mortgage or rent and really looking at what do I have to pay for and can this fit I think um, before we even buying a home mm-hmm. we didn't want it to be half of our income so mm-hmm. that's a scary place to be for me personally mm-hmm. so, so why, why do you think it's a scary place for you 
Because, well, my husband works too, obviously. So just it's, it's, I think it's scary because if something happens, mm -hmm. how would we make it work with one income? Yeah. Um, and there's plenty of people, as I said, not getting married. Mm -hmm. So if they're doing it all on one income and just not overextending yourself, I think is really, mm -hmm. really important. Can I ask you a couple questions about your relationship with money when it comes to like you and your husband? Who who does who does the balancing of the checkbook or who does pays the bills? Who who? Oh, I do. You do. Okay. Why is that? Because they would never get paid on time. <laughs> and is your husband aware of that? <laughs> yes, very much so. <laughs> so he's happy that you take that on. <laughs> he might pay the actual bill, but it's me reminding him every day. Did did you set this up yet? Did you do it? Did you set it up on auto pay? So does that give you yeah. something that's more peace of mind? Was it something you learned from family? How did that work? To be the one in, in control. <laughs> Well, I, when we first Hey, you work with me every day. You help control my world every day, not paying bills, but I mean with our clients. So yeah. I, I totally get it. You, you have um, a qualification for it, when, for sure. When I, I think when we first got married, I tried to let him take care of most of it. Um, he was working more than I was. I just graduated. Um, but turns out things weren't getting paid, so, <laughs> so I took over. <laughs> Now, well, since you took over, so when he wants to spend money on something, how does it work? Do you have everything in one joint account, or do you have separate accounts? We do. No, we keep everything joint. Um, okay. I've tried it a couple different ways, so I'll just share what works for us. Okay. Um, okay, so we have a joint account. We have all joint accounts, but I, we have everything that has to get paid every month in one account. Mm -hmm. So all the bills, anything I know is coming up, all goes to that one account. And then we kind of give ourselves a weekly allowance. Okay. And that goes into a separate account. Mm -hmm. And I've tried, we've tried, you know, taking cash out and you get cash and I get cash. Mm -hmm. And it never, we never had it when we wanted it. And somebody was always going over. So we, do, we just go weekly. Mm -hmm. We have a weekly budget that we have for all the things we want to do. Okay. Usually going out to eat or mm -hmm. even the groceries and the gas. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's just how we kind of keep things, making sure we have what we need to pay what we need to and mm -hmm. then what. A, Savings is separate. It all comes from, like, I consider the savings portion part of our bills and what we have to pay for. So okay. um, what's left over is a weekly allowance we kind of give ourselves. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. I know you like to shop, so. I do. But, but you're always shopping for a deal. I do right. know that about you. I know I showed you a pair of shoes once, and you were like, oh, my gosh, those are too much. That's out of my budget. So I said, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it's just yeah. kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I my shopping has to come out of our weekly mm -hmm. leftover. That's so funny. Well, Katie, I'm, I'm glad that you're here. You're a co-host with me every day and uh, when we have the privilege to work with the people that we do. But um, also, I mean, Katie has a big voice. She's got incredible recommendations. She's doing things with us every single day that are just building the practice. But we're also wanting to be more aware. You know, we want to have a lot more awareness out there and people to be knowledgeable about what their options are. Don't think that you're alone, whether you're 20, whether you're 30, whether you're 40, 50, 60, 80, 90, okay, I know I left some numbers out there, but uh, it doesn't matter because what's important to you today is how we help navigate through that, that financial process about making the best decisions with your money. But we also have to understand where money decisions come from. And money decisions come from probably something that's very deep inside us that maybe it came from mom and dad, maybe it came from grandma and grandpa or aunts and uncles, something like this. But there's certain influences that we have that make us who we are. Mm -hmm. And so don't ever feel embarrassed that you need to get financial education. 
if anything, congratulate yourself because getting financial education so that you make the right decisions from the beginning so you're not constantly having to unwind and undo or lose lots of money, there's no reason that you should have to lose lots of money. But also, kind of figure out what your goals are, right? Mm -hmm. Your goals, what your dreams are, specific to you, to you and your partner, you and your spouse, you and your children, whatever it might be in your demographic, or you and your dog and cat. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't matter, but what are your goals? Because do you want something to show for it in the future? Or do you just want to say, I'm just going to work for the rest of my life? Mm -hmm. I mean, I can tell you this. I've never met anyone, which you can attest to this too, that wants to work for the rest of their life and have nothing to show for it. People don't want to have to pay more taxes than they need to. Right. Why do we always you know, get so anxiety driven when it comes to tax season and getting our taxes done? Oh my gosh, I've got to do it. Oh, this is an extension. I mean, it's a whole other ball of wax. But when you buy your home, buy it the right way. Mm -hmm. Get some financial education, get some help, get some coaching, because this is one of the biggest decisions of your life. If you still have student loans out there and they're eating you alive, or you have you know, a car loan that you got into incredibly high interest rates because maybe you got out of control with your credit cards, now's the time to say, I'm gonna pause, and I'm going to figure it all out, and I want to look at it all at once. Mm -hmm. But it takes courage to do that. And so um, I don't know if you want to end on another note, but I think that that's a pretty powerful message that we're saying and yeah, talking about today. Absolutely. Good. Well, stay tuned. We'll be checking out here in just a few seconds. And, you know, if you have questions or you're feeling like you're touched by this message, please reach out to us at 619-640-2622. You can ask for Katie if you like. Um, you can ask anyone on our team and they'll make sure that you're taken really well care of. Uh, but it's, you're the best, you're the most important thing in your life. So pay it forward, pay yourself. But how do you pay yourself and how do you do it? Mm -hmm. You have to have systems and procedures. I mean, I think that's a lot of what you can attest to as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Ways to Love Your Money. We are just checking out here. Katie's been my co-host today. It's been great. We do have a question from the audience, so we're going to have our team kind of call it out to us, and uh, I think Katie's going to take this one today. So our question is, where can I learn about money and finances if my parents never taught me much or don't want to follow in their footsteps? That is such a great question. I would definitely recommend give us a call. We'd love to send you a copy of Wealth by Design. It is going to give you just a little roadmap of things to think about and, and how the planning process can work for you and uh, get you off on the right track. That's great. I mean, I think that's really a powerful start because when was the last time you ever took or picked up a financial education book? This book is so easy to read. It's about 45 minutes to read it. But if you tell me, which people tell me all the time, I'm just so busy. Just get it on audiobook. You can go go to uh, you know Amazon. You can go to ElizabethDawson.com if you want. There's a link to take you there, and usually the audiobook is for free. So I think it's a great first mm -hmm. step. And you're going to have questions. Respect yourself. Don't disrespect yourself. Respect yourself that you deserve this financial education, and we're here to help you. You know, we're here to help you. We've got you know. We've got a team here that's different ages that's here to help as well as many other people on our team as well. But uh, I just want to encourage you, take that first step, get educated, then start making some better sound financial 
uh, decisions on good advice. So with that said, it's been another great show. It's Thanks been, for having me. Yes, it's yeah. been great to have Katie on the show for Wealth by Design. We're going to be back next week with another show, another episode. And we would love for you to just leave some comments down below or questions yourself that you would like us to actually talk about on the show. So we'll have Katie back more, you know, more often than not as well. It's, it's a pleasure to have her here, and thanks again. And uh, stay tuned. We'll be back next week. Bye-bye. The information provided in this show is for informational and educational purposes only. This show is not investment advice, nor is it intended to address the financial needs of any particular viewer. The opinions expressed on this show are not intended to be an endorsement of any particular investment strategy or service of any other kind. You must make an independent decision regarding investments or strategies mentioned throughout the show. Before acting on information in this show, you should consider whether it is suitable for your particular situation and strongly consider seeking advice from a financial advisor.